name of Jesus Christ, and on this first Sunday morning of a brand new year, 2014, we choose to make you Lord, our Lord, your King of Kings, your Lord of Lords. We can do nothing without you. We bow prostrate before your presence, confessing you're God all by yourself. God, breathe on us the breath of life that your word will forth with power and be convinced and be converted and rightly divide your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Let's give our choir and praise dancers a hand clap. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise him from whom all blessings flow. I am privileged to see another year. A year which was not promised to any of us. But by his grace, and by his mercy, we're here this morning. I couldn't think of a better opening sermon than to reflect on the Lordship of Christ and how imperative it is that we recognize and revere him. Revelation chapter 1 is the text, the book of the Revelation, last book of the canon, the 27th book of the New Testament, the 66th book in the Bible, the book of prophecy, and in Revelation chapter 1, I want to look at verse 18, a verse that's loaded. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. This morning, I want to preach around the subject, the master key. The master key. And the key is the master. The master key, and the key is the master. Now, before we get started, I want you to notice the construction of this verse by the Holy Spirit. Notice, <clears throat> he says, I am, and this is Jesus talking, I am he that liveth. Notice the tense, I am he that liveth, present, I was dead, past, and behold. That word behold is indicative of amazement. 
and to the amazement of the universe, I'm alive forevermore. Future. Amen. No, notice how the Holy Spirit says, um, John, for right now, this is so loaded, we need to cut this one off. Amen. It is finished. It is settled. And then he begins again with a conjunction. And, like that wasn't enough, I have the keys of hell and of death. Keys are used literally to unlock doors. Metaphorically, keys unlock and free us from our difficulties and brings us to a place of deliverance. Keys also are used in the context of new discoveries as doors which were mysteriously locked are suddenly open. Now let me let me let me let me stop Paul's apart. Only only the Lord can open something up that was locked. Amen. And only the Lord can lock something that was open so it'll never open up again. And it's in this context that when we start talking about these discoveries, they're unending. Isaac Newton who is said to be a Christian in the late 1600s, early 1700s, was given the key to gravity as he witnessed the falling of an apple from a tree. Galileo, a great astronomer, was given the keys to planetary formations from God. And it is said that uh, Copernicus, who was a mathematician and an astronomer, determined that all the planetary elements of space revolved around the sun. And he was responsible for mathematical equations, inertia, physics, so forth, so on. And there are keys in medicine. There are keys given to man by God to open up mysteries. I know I'm getting older because when I was born, there were, in the medical field, there were no such that you could die of polio. You could die getting your tonsils out. Do I have a witness? Um... God has given man a tremendous amount of insight into mysterious areas from cancer to science, from the miracles of medicine, um, and, and it just goes on and on and on that 
God gave the keys to man. Now, I'm pausing purposely because there are some who would not ever give God credit for discoveries. And, 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 and the reason I'm giving God all the credit for all the discoveries is because God is a man, sovereign, supreme, and superlative. That means God determines everything. Everything in your life has to be signed off by Jesus. And that's what he means when he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Everything has got to come across his desk for his approval. All the providences and powers, all of the things that would take place in the invisible world and in the visible world, God is he has dominion. Thank God for it. He has dominion. He has dominion. He has dominion. And Jesus proved that he had power over everything. When a woman of an issue of blood of 38 years had internal bleeding and, and she said, if I can just touch the hem of his, there's something in the hem of his garment. And what was in the hem of his garment was him. If I can just touch him, I'll, I'll be made whole. Can I get a witness? That, that, that when we begin to look at this matter of keys, the apostle Peter in Matthew 16, 18 was given keys to the kingdom. And, and this key, these keys were the gospel to unlock the riches of God through grace, how to get saved and believing on Christ and amen having a changed life transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and Jesus gave Peter these keys. The Lord has given us keys. Things that were mysterious, locked up, he is now open. New wisdom, new insights, new discernments. And here in Revelation chapter 1, um, John the Apostle is writing to the seven churches of Asia Minor, caught up on the Lord's Day Sunday morning in the spirit. And I, I, need, I need to set this straight. John is the last survivor of all the apostles. Everybody else is dead. Peter was crucified upside down along with his wife. James was thrown from the temple and splattered. In Acts chapter 12, Paul had his head cut off. And that's, that's why when the disciples kept going back and forth about who was the greatest, Jesus said, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? And they said, oh, yeah, we can drink. He said, oh, you're going to drink it. That sometimes getting close to Jesus, yeah, automatically places you in a vulnerable situation. The world is not going to accept you, nor embrace you, nor applaud you for Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? The world wants a lukewarm church that can accept every doctrine, everything, amen. They want, amen, a doctrine that does not demand righteousness. 
Are y'all praying with me? They, they, they want to uh, they wanna have it their own way. Can I get a witness? But, but, but John was the last survivor. And John is about 96 AD after the death of Christ. John, John, John's an old man. John has been banished by Domitian, Roman emperor, to the Isle of Patmos. And uh, tradition says he was placed in boiling oil. Caught up by God on the Lord's Day, Sunday, taken to the third heaven, and John is told to write. Can I get a witness? He's, he's writing a prophecy to the first to the seven churches of Asia Minor, amen, about things that were, things that are, things that will be hereafter, verse 9. And it deals with the millennium, it deals with the the, the rapture of the church first, it deals with the millennium, it deals with the great white throne, it deals with a new heaven, a new earth. So John is caught up. But the first thing that we need to do contextually is in verse 3, see that there is, listen, we see that there is a value to being in the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, blessed is he that readeth, that he keep the words of the prophecy, those and keep those things that are written therein, for the time is close for his return. That is, just because we opened up the book of the Revelation, you and I got a special blessing this morning. That's how important Revelation is to God. It's the apocalypse, it's the unveiling, it's the uncovering. And he talks about the value of this book. Amen. But then he moves to the vision of our Christ. Can I get a witness? The vision, we must see his person, one to four, his potentate, verse five, his priesthood, five and six, his promise of coming back with the clouds, verse seven. So when we see the value, the vision, the voice, amen, uh, and, and become a witness to the victory, amen, and that's where the text picks up at, John is receiving this revelation from God through an angel. And the word revelation denotes there's only one revelation. God is not giving out any more revelations. You hear preachers talking about the Lord gave me a revelation. No, he didn't give me no revelation. You may get an illumination of the revelation, but there are no more revelations given out. Can I get a witness? And the word illumination means the light bulb went on to give you understanding of what he's already revealed. That's why Jesus searched the scriptures because you're blind. They speak of me. Can I get a witness? The whole word is about me. The whole cosmos is about me. Heaven and hell is about me. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so when, when, when we understand the book that as John is receiving this amen that we we, we see the value, we see the vision, we, see the, we hear the voice, and we witness the victory. I want to go back and kind of review this, because in 2014, we need to be reminded that Jesus Christ has the keys to open up your locks. And I can tell you right now, and you, and you know what, I, I, I say it till I die. Amen. You don't have to listen to me, his prophet. You can go on out in the street and do what you want to do. But there is, there is a circle. Lord have mercy. You'll be back 
but you won't come back the way you left. You're going to have some battle scars when you come back. Can I get a witness? You know, pastor been preaching for 26 years up here. There people been sitting there. They hear the word of God. Uh, they defy the word of God. They defy me. They go out. They do their thing. They'll be back. But they're coming back with battle scars. And when you come back, you come back in here limping. Because that world going to beat you up. Satan going to ravish you. Do I have a witness? When you under the anointing of the church, I'm preaching up in this place, you got protection. Can I get a witness? Satan can't just do whatever he wants to do because there's an anointing under the church. When you fall out from the church, you're no longer under the anointing. Can I get a witness? And God's got a way to get you back under the anointing of, of, of the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. And so it's in this context that when we begin to look at 2014, amen, we're going to be dealing with the Lord's vision, voice, and victory. Let me, let me, let me elaborate on those three words. I don't always see his vision for me. I know some of y'all do. You just get up in the morning and you sipping coffee with Jesus. I, 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 I don't always, I don't always see the Lord's vision. Yeah. And when I don't see his vision, I'm troubled. I don't really know where I'm going. I don't always hear his voice. Some of the voices I'm listening to are from my own lusts, from my history, from my hurts. Are y'all praying with me? Yeah. And, 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 and I don't always experience the victory. Sometimes I find myself getting knocked down and feeling messed up. Can I get a witness? And I don't pick myself up. He picks me up. He keeps picking me up. He keeps coming to get me. He keeps lifting me, Lord have mercy, lifting them grapes off the ground so I can produce more fruit. Are you praying with me this morning? So, so when we look at these three areas of the Lordship of Christ, and, and, and the world don't like this preaching because I'm telling you right now, St. Matthew's has become a rarity. And it's going to stay a rarity. We are not trying to have the largest church to attract the most people. Although we are. We're not trying to do that. And that's why we got to be careful with our ministerial mechanisms. I'm not interested in bringing a lot of people here under the wrong premise. Can, Greg, you understand what I'm saying? If you don't want to fall under the umbrella of the Lordship of Christ and God's grace, we don't want you in here. Can I get a witness? Because, child of God, we, we, we need to understand the war that's going on. Do I have a witness? There, there, and the Bible says in the last days there'll be, amen, a departing from the word. They will no longer endure sound doctrine, but they will heap up teachers with itching ears. Paul said, when I die, no wolves are going to show up. To ravish the congregation. So, 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 so if you know anything about Raymond Reese Gordon, you know, 
I could care less what people think about my preaching or about my pastor because my whole emphasis is him. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to use this pulpit to pull every Tom, Dick, and Harry up in the head. Because most Tom, Dicks, and Harrys are going to jail, are going, going to hell. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching, Doc. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that we don't want everybody coming here feeling warm. We want you to come here feeling bothered. What must I do to be saved? This is not about inclusion. Uh-oh, I'm messing up now. Amen. This is about the word of God. Can I get it with Jesus started out with 70 disciples, but 58 of them turned back. You know why 58 of them turned back? They said, Lord, your doctrine's too hard. We can't deal with you. And then he turned to the 12 and said, are y'all going to go too? Peter said, where are we going to go? You've got the words. Of eternal life. Amen. The first thing we see, we must see the etern- e- eternality of his person. Now, I- I'm, I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. Verse 8, the eternality of his person. The word eternality simply means that he is eternal. He always was. He's the one the sub was in the beginning. John 1, 1 was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The prologue of John almost introduces us to a contradiction. How can you be a was in eternity past? Think about it. Eternity past has no beginning. And it has no ending. The eternality, the word eternality is not the same as everlasting. Everlasting has a point in time to begin with, but no point in the ending. Eternality has no beginning and no ending. So when Jesus says, I'm the eternal one, he, he was here before time came. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so when we talk about the eternality of God, our exalted Christ is seen here in a vision, verse 8, on the Lord's Day, Sunday, not the day of the Lord, which is judgment, the Lord's Day. Look what he says in verse 8, I am, stop right there. No Jew could use the phrase, I am. I am denotes Jehovah, the eternal God. Jehovah M. Kadesh, Jehovah Sinkanu, El Elyon, El Shaddai, all those names, Jehovah Rapha, all those names that God has throughout the Old Testament, Jesus said, all of that is in me. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet, Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet, and Jesus is basically saying, I am the word of God. Words are made up of letters, and I'm every letter in between. I, I, I was telling this morning, I used to notice Greek alphabet when I took Greek, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, uh, uh, zeta, eta, uh, uh, theta, iota, uh, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, xi, omicron, psi, kappa, pho, sigma. Well, you know, I'm, I still don't know it. 
Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I began everything, I'm going to end everything. Can I get a witness? He's supreme, he's sovereign, he's superlative, he's God's power, and he has power over all cataclysmic events. He's sovereign in his control. Can I get a witness? And in 2014, we not only need to see the vision of our Christ, we need to to see the vision of our conflict. Look at verse 9. I, John who also am your brother, first of all, he belongs to the family of God. Can I get a witness? There are four four characteristics that John elaborates on as having a vision of conflict. First of all, we are membership of the redeemed community. I'm your brother. We're persecuted for our faith. Now let me stop pausing for We're persecuted for our faith. People are going to talk about you. People are not going to agree with you. People are going to condemn you. And see, it's easy for me. What does the Bible say? The Bible is the unadulterated word of God. It is God-breathed. It's infallible. No mistakes. Forty writers who were inspired by God to write his truth. Can I get a witness? And and so we're not interested in the Pope's opinion. Yeah, we're not interested in my opinion. We're not interested in your opinion. We're interested in what God has to say. You know why? Because we're going to be judged by the word of God. Do I have a witness? And and, and so not only the membership of the redeemed community, persecution for their faith, but he's eager in the anticipation of the glory of the coming Christ. But last, he spreads forth an endurance and perseverance that we need in spite of our difficulties. Look what he says in verse 9. I'm John called, I'm on an owl called Patmos, and here's what he says. Look at the vision, not only of the person, of the Christ, of the conflict, but look at the vision of the calling for the word of God. Now, Now stop. Our calling is to spread the word of God. When these preachers they hear that. We are not politicians. We are not people to be politically correct. And I'm sick of this. The world creates this atmosphere of what is acceptable and unacceptable. And the church keeps falling right in place. Amen. What does the Bible say? You, you, don't, you, don't, you, you don't have to be mean or you don't have to joke. You don't have to ridicule. Just quote the word. Speak the truth in love. What does the Bible say? I had a married couple of years ago come up the aisle. And I'm reading my little black book. Dear the beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God in this company to bring together this man and woman in holy matrimony, which is authorized by Apostle Paul. And if anyone can show just cause why this couple may not be joined together, let them speak now to forever holds peace. So we go through the... So I said, uh, Jane, will you take this man to be your lawful... Lawful. That's the first bad word I said. Lawful. (laughs) 
wedded husband to having a whole rich and poor, and will you obey him? She said, why do I have to obey him? I said, because the Bible tells you to obey him. Well, can't we change that? No, you get married somewhere else, honey. That's what the Bible says. No, you say, well, he's against women. Why? Because the Bible says. 1 Peter 3. Wives, submit to your husbands as Abraham, as Sarah called Abraham, Lord. Now, I could say, go home and call your husbands Lord. And I would be right in keeping with the Bible. Not Lord of the Flies, not Lord of the Garbage Dump, but Lord. See, I don't have to contemporize the word so you can receive it. I'm preaching today, Tom. I don't have to change what the word says so you can endure it. The Bible says preach the word in season and out of season. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And that's a heavy one. You're that covering. Mm-hmm. Be quiet up in here. Oh, children, obey your parents. You ain't got no options. Obey. Grown children, honor your mother and father. You may not agree with them, but honor them. Do I have a witness? Is, is that the word? Well, you don't know how they treated me. I got, I got, got in, put that clause in. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in here. I'm just trying to give you the word. He, he talked about a vision of our Christ, a vision of our conflict, and then a vision of our calling for the word of God, for the testimony. Here's what's going to mess your life up of Jesus Christ. Here's when folk going to start taking shots at you. When you stand on the word. Do I have a witness? Well, I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the word says... The Bible says, God says, and we don't want to do this any longer. We want to be politically correct. Are y'all getting this? I know what the Bible says, but, but what? My job, my job is not to get into buts. My job is to preach the word. Now, God is forgiving, God is compassionate, God is graceful, God is merciful. But see, what's happening today is that in the last days, they don't want the word of God. It bothers their sin. Are you getting me? It interrupts their sleep. From what? Here go John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, Heroy, you cannot have your brother Philip's wife. That's all he said. Cost him his head, didn't it? When you, when you take a stand on the word, everybody's not going to like it. 
Some of y'all give money according to what you feel. Your money ain't going to me, it's going to God. I, 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 I feel like, uh, nobody asked you how you feel. God's word is eternal. There's a whole lot of things I didn't like about this Christian life, but I had to get used to it. Can I get a witness? Love your enemies. I ain't never loved no enemies. Are you, are you, are you getting this? Pray for them that spitefully use you. Pray you go to hell. I ain't praying for you. you. Come on, now y'all know what I'm talking about. If they hungry, feed them. No, give them arsenic. If they thirsty, give them something to drink. See, what God is saying, you can only perform the principles when the person of Christ is on the inside. You, you can only live for him when Christ is in his right place. You can only feel right when the Spirit of God is directing your life. You can't do this in your own strength. By the grace of God, Paul said, I am what I am. Do I have a witness? Come on, y'all can preach back to me. Look at it. The only reason some of us are still in place is because the Spirit of God's got us there. If the Lord ever moved out the way, we'd be out the door. If the Lord ever, amen, stopped functioning, listen, we, we'd have been long, long time ago. When I understand who he is, that he's in control, he has dominion, he has all the keys, I'm able to be at peace. Because I know who's got the power. I, I know who's in control. Even when I'm out of control, I, I know who he is. He's king of kings and he's lord of lords. That's why we praise him. We don't praise one another. Because all of us are most miserable. All of us are junk dogs. All of us are no good. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But when I think about all the goodness of Jesus and all, I said all he's done for me, my soul cries out. I thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, forgive me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you got me out of trouble. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you healed my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you made me whole. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you have not dealt with me according to my sins, nor have you rewarded me according to my iniquities. Thank you, Jesus. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When you know, when you know, when you know, it wasn't by power, it wasn't by might. When you know, it was him that pulled you out of hell with smoke still in your garments. It was him who put you on the street called straight. It was him. 
out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In 2014, we need a vision of our Christ. We need a vision of our conflict. We need a vision of our calling. Can I get a witness? His will, his wisdom, and his worship. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you. See, see, listen, listen. I've been pastoring here for 26 years. Some of y'all have been here. You've only known me 26 years. What I'm shouting about goes back in the 60s. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? What I'm shouting about goes back in the 50s. What, I, what I'm shouting about is before I knew you, God was pulling me out. He was delivering me. He was I saved? No, but I was, my name, mysteriously, my name was written in the last book of life, but in my mind, I was on my way to hell. And God was pulling me out. He was pulling things together. Can I get a witness? Now, now when I look back, like David did, when I, when I look back, I wonder how I got over. Now, now I understand when that bus didn't hit me. When that fire didn't burn me, when that gang war didn't shoot me, now, now I understand when I didn't lose my life in the military, it was grace. Can I get a witness? You know, it was amazing grace that saved me. We, we must see the eternality of his person, but secondly, we must hear the entitlements of his voice. Look at verse 10 real quick. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, Sunday morning, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, now, now here's the mysterious thing about God. When God wants to say something to us, For, listen, for uh, our exposition, it's like a trumpet. When he wants to talk to us because we're, we are pining away, we are self-defeated. Like Elijah, it's a still, small voice. He said, behind me, I heard a voice saying, look how he identified, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. See, see, that's why when you study Bible, you start to say, I'm going to get out of your way. When the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes kept accusing Jesus of being a devil, which is the unpardonable sin. We cannot commit the unpardonable sin today because the unpardonable sin was committed when Jesus was walking the earth and performing miracles by the power of God. And the leader said it was the power of Satan that he was using. Are y'all getting this? Jesus said, the queen 
of the South went across the whole world, Queen of Sheba, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And then Jesus said, and behold, greater than Solomon is here. In John chapter 8, the Pharisees said, and the scribes said, who do you think you are? We've been knowing you all your life. You're only 32 years old. We know your mother, uh, Mary. We know your father, Joseph. And we, in fact, you were born illegitimately. You're an illegitimate bastard. We know you. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Because they said, are you, are you greater than Abraham? He said, oh, no, Abraham was glad to see my daddy. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, when you begin to understand that his voice, we need to hear his voice. In 2014, he speaks to our hearts daily. Did you hear him today? Ah. He speaks to our directions. Are you following them? He speaks about our dependence upon him. Are you trusting him? He speaks to our discernments. Can you distinguish between his voice and Satan's voice? He speaks to our dedications. Are you dedicated to him? When you understand that the vision automatically connects you with the voice, here, here's, I ain't talking about a vision for your life. I ain't talking about no business you want to start. I'm not talking about you getting ahead in the financial world. Because ain't none of that going to work until you put Jesus in his right place. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and then everything else will fall in place. Do I have a witness? He said, I am the living water in John, meaning we don't thirst in him. I'm the bread of life. We don't get hungry in him. I'm the light of the world. There's, we don't walk in darkness. I'm the door of the sheep. A amen. We, we are led into green pastures. I'm the good shepherd. He's very passionate, gentle, kind. I'm the resurrection light. He's risen. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is the medicine for my mess. Can I be honest with you? I have not always listened to the voice of Jesus Christ. I thought, I thought the voice I was hearing was him. It wasn't. The voice can disguise itself. Do you know you can want something so bad you can make it God? Did you, did you know that? You could want to see changes in your life so bad Till you persuade yourself it is God? Can I get a witness? Hmm. Hmm. Well, the Lord spoke to me. He spoke to me last night. Oh, he did? That's good. God bless you. I never get across the street about 24 years ago. This lady came to me, and she meant well. Her doctrine was wrong. She said, Pastor? I said, yeah, baby. She said, the Lord told me to tell you. I said, hold up. <laughs> Let me stop this stuff right now. I don't need no soothsayer up in here. I said, go back and tell the Lord I'll be in my bedroom tonight. He can come and talk to me. 
Now, if I had let that lady deliver that message every Sunday, Wayne, she'd be coming back in church. You know what the Lord told me? And then, and then, and Greg, I, then I'm going to get caught up in the flesh one Sunday. And I'm going to say the wrong thing. You and that voice can go, you know, can I get a witness? I ain't fooling with that. So, fact of the matter is, let's keep it straight. God does not need to talk to you about me. God needs to talk to you about you. Can I get a witness? You say, well, the Lord told me to tell you, hold it. Do you live holy? No. Do you tithe? No. Do you come to Bible study? No. Well, God ain't telling nothing to you. That's you talking. And you know, you got people in the church, they want to put themselves on this prophetic position that they know everything about God and know nothing about themselves. We are broken, bruised, battered, bitter. Come on now, I'm preaching this thing. Son of man, can these bones live? Before you take the board out of my, uh, before you take the toothpick out of my eye, get the board out of your eye. Come telling me what God told you about me. Isn't that deep? Then you got these preachers, when they preach, they fuss. They don't preach the word, they just fuss. What's the, la what's the latest thing that happened this week? Well, some ministry didn't do the right thing. So that's a sermon. <laughs> that's the sermon for today. Next time young people come together, God ain't in this. That's Satan. You know, and, 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 and so we got to be careful that we succinctly Here's some truisms about his voice. When the Lord is talking to me, he's talking to me. Now, as under shepherd, he can talk to me about direction of the church, but he's not talking to me about you. Are y'all getting this? I'm on my, I'm on my knees praying. Yeah, Lord, speak. I want you to tell him. That ain't God. And Beeman, my man, that's, that's my heart. Beeman probably ticked somebody off, so now they hear God talking, using his name. And, and we got to stop that, because you know what? That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Here's what God will tell you about somebody else. Tell them I love them. Now, you want to deliver a message, Brother Arnold? The Lord loves you. Now, that's from God, isn't it? Yes, All right. We got that straight. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and, and we're still deal, dealing with soothsayers, palm readers, astrologers. We're still dealing with them. We still, I got church folk right up in there. And they, they wouldn't dare come out and say it, but this, this is the way they go around. Pastor, can I talk to you? You know, I just... I just feel. feel. So, no, you need a pill. That's what you need. You need some medicine, baby. I feel under the anointing. Don't bring that stuff up to me. Oh, Lord. 
It's funny, isn't it? Ah, no. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Check it out. And then you go to another church and you think the boy doing something. Because he done grabbed some oil, you don't know what's in that bottle. And he's smacking people outside the head. Oh, then the name of that. Then he then he going to another language. What is you that? You sit up there. Oh. We don't we don't do this thing that this is spiritual. You fool. You you void of understanding. You don't know what's going on. Talk to me in English. I am an American. In fact, 1 Corinthians 14 says, if you ain't got an interpreter, you shouldn't be doing that anyhow. When it was legal. Roy Walker left. Look. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Look at the final point real quick out of here. We must understand the eternality of his person. Hmm. My God. We must hear the entitlements of his voice. And we must understand the education of his victory. Look at verse 18 as we close. I am he that liveth, look at the tenses, and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Essentially, have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Keys that no one else has ever had. Only Jesus has it. When Jairus' daughter had died, only Jesus could bring her back to life. When Lazarus had died, only Jesus could speak him out of the grave. He said, I have the keys, first of all, Hell is Hades. Now, we don't hear no more preaching on hell. Every time somebody in Hollywood dies, we got them going to heaven. Your favorite singer, your favorite rap artist, everybody say, well, they, they say, all right, God bless you. All right. We don't know who say. Keep believing that. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not, now, now wait a minute, look at these people talking to Jesus at the judgment seat. Did we not preach in your name? So preachers are going to hell. Pastors are going to hell. Did we not cast out demons in your name? He's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Ah. Those who have reported, listen, those who have departed this life unsaved are in hell. The body is a, tri man is a tri-fold uh, being, body, soul, and spirit. The, 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 the body goes back in the ground. That's world conscience. The soul is God conscious. I mean, the, the, the spirit is God conscious. The soul is self-conscious. That's your personality. Your soul is eternal. It can't die. So when somebody dies and they're not saved, the soul's got to go somewhere. Let me tell you where it just went. Hell. It just went down to Hades, the place for departed souls, the place of those that do not have the spirit.
the place that goes down into silence, there are no telephone calls or text messages coming out of hell. Uh, the place that has no hope. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we need to be clear with this in 2014. You better know that you're saved. Can I get a witness? Because if you're saved, here's what the Bible says about you. Blessed are those who die in the Lord. For their labor do follow them. Uh, death, Paul said death is gain. He said for me to live is Christ, Philippians. But if I die, it's better. Peace, hope, comfort, Abraham's bosom. That's what happens to those that are born again. And I got family and friends that have died, and I cringe because I know they weren't saved. They in hell. Screaming. Screaming. Go home, read Luke 16. Lazarus and the rich man. Rich man was begging God for two things. Give me just a drop of water to put on my tongue. And then let me go back and warn my brothers not to come down here. Isn't that right? Isn't that in the scripture? You can play this thing all you want. If your breath gets snatched away and you don't know the master, you're locked into eternity. And, 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 and so he says, I have the keys of death. I have the keys of hell, whom I choose are elected, whom I don't choose are rejected. I have the keys of hell, I have the keys of heaven, I have the keys of sorrow, I have the keys for the saved, and only I can unlock the doors. I can, I, can, I, I can open up the door of your bondages. I can open up the door to your blessings. I can open up the door to your brokenness. I can open up the door to your bruisings. I, I'm Alpha and I'm Omega. And as we go through 2014, we need to see the Lord's vision for our lives. We need to hear his voice. Mm. And we need to know that in him we have victory. He has the keys to everything that we need. He can unlock doors that no man can close. And he can close doors no man can open. Do I have a witness? He is the one that can walk into, amen, the ICU unit and pronounce you alive. He's the one. Amen. When a marriage breaks up, he can soothe that which is sore. Can I get a witness? He can, he can comfort your kids who are out in the street and bring them back home because he can unlock stuff. Can I get a witness? He is the eternality of God. He is entitled to do as he pleases. He is. And he wants to educate us about the victory that we have in Christ. Listen to this. We are not fighting 
for the victory. We're fighting from the victory. The battle has already been fought. And the victory has already been won. And I'm fighting from the victory. And the victory happened at the cross. Didn't it happen at the cross? When he got up on that cross, they hung him up and stretched him out. They crucified him. They put him in a barred tomb. And he was in three days and three nights. But early, I said early, Sunday morning, he got up. Didn't he get up? With all power, all power, all power in his hands. And here's what Paul says, because he lives, we live. That's the victory. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that the Lord died in my place. I'm so glad that he's got the keys of my past. He's got the keys to my future. He's got the keys to my bondages. He's got the keys to my confusion. So glad that he can open up the doors. Can I get a witness? Thank God for opening up doors. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Your word. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here today and you're not saved, you don't know Jesus in the part of your sins, raise your hand. Be honest with God. On this new year, you need to get saved. Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. Believe in he died for my sins and very rose again. Is there one? Raise your hand. Don't go to hell. If you're here, perhaps you want to join the Church of Christian Experience, raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you hold the master key. And Lord, that you are the master of all keys. We recognize your eternality, your vision. We hear your voice and we know the victory. So we just submit to you in 2014 that you would just Unlock those things that have hindered us. Unlock those things that have hurt us. And open up doors of opportunity and blessings to us. We give you our kids. We give you our grandkids. We give you our marriages. We give you our ministries. We just place everything in your hands because you're sovereign. And we thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you lose your keys? God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. Have a great day.